Welcome back to another episode of Like Dragon, Like Sun. My name is Jack Oatway. And I'm Jay Oatway. And today we are talking about a very special bard we've created. If you are not initiated, this is a father-son podcast all about Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition, world's greatest role-playing game. Yeah, and this this week we are doing a a steal this character episode mm, it's been um, a little while since we've done one yeah. of these so. so basically with these sorts of episodes what we try to do is give you a little bit of an idea on how you can build a a character class that doesn't look and feel like that typical sort of class right so try mm. to break the stereotypes get away from the usual tropes and i think with with bard people immediately sort of think of somebody who plays the lute and yeah. tries to seduce the dragon sure um there's plenty of memes on the internet that your bard's all about seducing everybody mm. um this is not a bard who does either of those things i mean maybe i could think of a scenario where like some sort of like love god but i suppose i'm kind of spoiling a little bit about all what right. this character is all about so this is a uh, a college of eloquence build if you're familiar with that subclass, I'm sure I've talked about it before. Very good. It Easy showed S-tier. up first in Miss, Myth, Mythic Odyssey of Theros. And then it got ported over on Tasha's, which ported a whole bunch of stuff over. Right. So it's pretty legit uh, subclass for bards these yeah, days. definitely. And I like it because it, um, it gives you an option that's sort of a non-musical option. Mm, yeah, It's yeah. the idea of having a bard who is a a talker it's also why i like the college of spirits a lot because it also gives me that sort of storyteller more less musical vibe yeah and so my sort of thinking on it was okay so i'm i've got this game uh that i've been invited to play in this summer and it's an environment that's got a very simple pantheon uh you know not an overly complex set of gods but enough that they are they're we're in a big city and there's a number of different temples and i was kind of toying around with the idea of being a cleric but the whole thing is in this setting you know the clergy you know a lot of people argue whether they're even like their powers are truly divine or if it's just another arcane thing are they really in touch with the gods there's sort of a lot of her questioning around the the god even though the gods play a big part in it but whether or not the clerics are are actually divine creatures who are just ma- magical like everybody else. Magic's mm-hmm. quite it's a quite a high magic environment. So so the rare magic is is the divine magic in this space. And so I sort of thought, okay, well I want somebody who fits in here who um, claims to be a cleric but mm-hmm. isn't. <laughs> and so uh, I'm sort of thinking, okay, he's a we're calling calling him the preacher. Yeah. And if you're familiar with the whole like I wouldn't want to say just straight up televangelist, but it feels a little like cultish leader yeah. taking advantage of people's faith to well, I kind make of, money I or kind of liked, secure. there's a character called Jesse on a uh, TV series called The Preacher, mm. uh, which is sort of a supernatural sort of show uh, about a preacher in the Southern United States, but who actually grew up as a con artist. 
Mm. And I sort of liked the idea a little bit of that when I was sort of thinking of that building his character. I'm like, okay, so this character is straight up con artist first. Um, probably had a background growing up in the, the city that he just learned uh, learned how to smooth talk his way uh, around town. And then I was looking at at the sort of the some of the background features and I'm sort of thinking, okay, so here's a guy who's claiming to be a religious character. Mm. If you take the acolyte background as a feature, <laughs> it basically suggests that anytime you go to one of, you know, your God's or temples, any, a place the who with people who share your faith is, is what it says. Idea, right? And so if you can convince them that you share, that you their, share faith. their faith. You can pretty much go anywhere. Yeah, you pretty much can blag your way into any temple, and they will support you. Not yeah. like not a, a lavish lifestyle. Here, it, this says, is, it says this, you and your adventuring companions are, can expect to receive free healing and care at a temple, shrine, or other established presence of your faith, though you must provide material components, of course. Those who share your religion will support you, but only you at a modest lifestyle. Well... Whatever. Still, modest free. So he basically mm. at some point figured out that if he gets it set up, okay, one modest lifestyle is okay, but five modest lifestyles, that's really good, right? Yeah. So a modest lifestyle in D and D is is like what an average one well, GP a day, good. something like that. I think so. Yeah, but something enough like, like that. food, shelter, you can yeah, get but, it. But but the have thing is, if you've got if you got five of those places set up <laughs> around town, four, maybe four <laughs> of them around town, well, you know, whatever. And so you're like you kind think of like people would recognize your face. Well, you have like you have them spread out across the city, right? So sort of, yeah, you try to. It's a it is a tangled web. I'm not going to say this sort of lifestyle is easy, <laughs> right? You, you don't make adventure if without taking some risks, right? Yeah. So yeah, so he's he's basically convinced a bunch of different temples around town that he's either fairly high up in their order, um, or enough of an acolyte, uh, you know, enough of somebody important in their religious organization that um, he warrants, you know, sanctuary and protection. Yeah. By that that thing. So you, I was thinking, okay, he needs a few things. He needs to have. Or a pretty good religion score. Yes. He needs to really have done his homework on religion. And needs to be able to do it and enough he needs, to bluff. He needs deception. Way. Yeah. He needs crazy, crazy deception. Now, the beautiful thing about bars is they get some expertise. It's very true. So we're going to put some expertise right away into both deception and religion. Because religion. the whole thing, if you stroll up to some place, oh, do I remember the religious symbol? Yeah, and I, then we'll get into the spells that can help make this a real beauty in a second. But um, also, while we're still in the background, while near your temple, which is pretty much any temple, you can call upon the priest for assistance, provided the assistance you asked for is not hazardous and you remain in good standing with your temple. So as long as you don't really yeah. tick them off, which could be... So pretty much like happen, you can rock, but, I can rock up to any temple in town and ask for and not, like, like, help from get, priests yeah. and healing so, yeah. and... A place to stay. So that's just it. So he's, and we're, you know, he, so he's got to, he's got to sort of keep this like pretense up at mm. a bunch of these different things that, um, but here we go. So here's a bard who's, yeah. who is a de deceptive creature, which some bards could be. I mean, often we, we don't, we use they can, their, no, often they can be. Yeah. We often use their persuasion or something. Things sure. people use the try to use those sort of charming sort of bits, but the deception is just the other side of the coin, mm. uh, on that. Um, 
Yeah. In terms of other proficiencies, I mean, we picked instruments, but that's more we were so thinking. So I also decided to make a make this character a variant human. Right. Right. And I took uh, as the feet um, a ritual caster. That's where we got religion. If you're yeah, wondering as well. Yeah. Uh, I took the uh, ritual caster cleric mm. uh, feet. Largely just to help boost his sort of pretense of being a member of the clergy. Uh, he can ritual cast ceremony and purify food and water. So Which he can make holy water. He can perform all the various rites of any religious organization. He could do weddings in their style. He can do funerals in their style. Mm-hmm. You know, he can do anything that... Which mixes performance and deception with religion in a fun way. Yeah. So... He can, he can, yeah, I mean, he... He can talk, he can talk, walk the walk in some He's such a form. good celebrant. To, uh, if you're looking for somebody for your wedding and you're like, you're not totally sure, you've That's got some great. people from your family that are from one religion and some from another, and you want somebody who can like kind of tie it all together, he's your guy. Or if you want a cleric that's way more, like a preacher that's way more charismatic and better with his words than any cleric yeah, would be. Which is be. also why I called him preacher, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of clerics and clergy are... Very wise, but like, not very charismatic. Yeah, they're... Often. they're, they're chainmail wearing mace wielding you know yeah. holy avengers for their god but this guy i'm i'm going to be working up some sermons some speeches some things that we can role play at the That's table fun. um particularly when it comes to bardic inspiration right right so instead of singing a, like a song or something? so i always liked That's in cool. critical role when like sam always could like you come up with a little, little song, song. <laughs> That's fun. um so this guy's instead he's going to have He's gonna have little little prayers, little passages, and things mm. that like he he calls forth from the holy book, um, and as he does so, th- whoever he want, whoever you know, can hear him within sixty feet, gains the bardic inspiration die, which I think is a d six at this point, right? Oh, There's always oh, a d six. I never thought about this for ceremony. Coming of age, you touch one humanoid who's a young adult. I suppose that's one. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Dedication is the one I'm thinking about. Sorry. One humanoid who wishes to be dedicated to your god's service. Could you technically use this again and again? Or I suppose it's only a creature can benefit from it once. But you can do this with literally anyone because you're bluffing, right? Yeah. Because could you dedicate anyone to your cause, theoretically? We'll see what the DM says. But I could probably use it a few times. (laughs) Um, It wouldn't stack, Uh, obviously, but I could probably... I could probably swing it back and forth a little bit. I, it would be funny to be able to like really like mess with one character. Like they're dedicated to one god on Tuesday, and then a week well, later, it, it, it's a creature like, can only benefit from it once. But still, yeah. But you it's could a have dedica- shot, dedication but... to different. Yeah. So we're not playing a. It's not going to go all summer. It's going to be a couple of games. So this is. But I might take this character onwards somewhere. That's we'll fun. Sort of play like test it here on this one and see if it, <laughs> I can find a, a longer term campaign for it. I mean, that's how Jester worked. You know. Laura tried it out for like a one or two shot and really liked it, so she wanted to continue playing it. Um, it could be like that. So yeah. In terms of one of the main bread and butters for this, uh, for the bard, we'll get into what eloquence gives us in a second. But what did you pick for some of your spells? We got into ritual caster a little bit, which gave us ceremony, which gives right. you a bunch of clericky sort of looking um, things, as well as purify food and drink. Maybe I'll just actually before I touch oh, on that one other okay. second, just uh, song of rest. As well, okay, okay, which okay. instead of being a song, would just like a, the Bardic Inspiration, sure, be like will a be a yeah a sermon uh, of some sort that regains gives everybody uh, 
I like it. Uh, hit points back during short rests. I like it. Um, so yeah, so spells. So okay. What's your spell casting focus that you're using? Um, so the idea would be to have like maybe some sort of like um, holy symbol. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. The instead of being a holy symbol, it's um, I was thinking of like a necklace that was sort of just a blank mm. sort of silver pendant of some sort right mm. nothing actually engraved on either well, we side about of it this. i think and then helped you come using prestidigitation mm. um which i mean I, I, a lot of people i don't know if they they know like prestidigitation does a lot of little things and sometimes we don't use all of them um but one of the the things that it says you can do um, is it says, make yes. a color, small mark, or symbol appear on an object or surface for one hour. So the idea of making a small mark or symbol that matches whichever god he happens to be looking for, yeah, yeah or uh, trying to representing exactly. at this moment, and then even Just if turn after the even after one right hour, there. exactly, even after one hour, somebody says, "Hey." What happened to your pendant? And you'd be like, oh, oh sorry. And you just, just like, around. yeah, touch it and turn it around in the you process do of doing You need to say that. something. It is verbal components. Uh, you just uh, mumble some holy words. Sure, sure. A versatile prayer type thing yeah. to turn it and oh, notifications going off. <laughs> uh, you turn it and, and then suddenly, boom, the whatever symbol you so choose appears on the front side. And of course, that might be a in the moment thinking religion check. To see, if, do I remember what this guy's symbol is? Which is exactly what the religion skill is for. Yeah, which I, I kind of love. I, again, I, I'm I'm in a world where there's very sort of small amounts of gods, so mm. I'm not. It's not like I'm, you know, wandering the wilds and coming across some sort of exotic religion. Um, you know, it's in a city that he's lived in. He knows the different temples. It's it should be no problem. Yeah, uh, for him yeah. to be able to know these things. Um, so yeah, that is one of the cantrips. Light's another one. Just feels very kind of holy mm. uh, effect sort of thing. Classic one. And then very bard type spell, vicious mockery. I know a lot of people dislike vicious mockery, but I think it's quite a good one. You might want to change it with mind sliver. I mean, we made this a long time ago. I was just thinking because of his preacher nature that I was going to use this as as a like, real guilt trip sort of thing that he calls out to people like shaming them in the name of their god uh as the as the sort of the mockery if you will mm. um and oh they don't get mind slower and Never sort mind. of sort of feeling getting giving him that feeling of uh of yeah sort of doing sure. doing the sort of spiritual damage if you will um I like it a lot. I mean, that's kind of what it, usually it's like a some sort of insult, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But it, like suddenly, it feels like a, a condemnation, like yeah. a religious retribution. Yeah. Sort it's, of a, type. it's a little bit of a of a you know like you some know, preachers like when they like shame on you. You know when they shame, like push shame. someone and like devil be out of him, you know, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this even. is more though. Like I think there's like a side to religious um, preachers that are quite good at shaming people and using mm. shame and guilt yeah. to kind of control people or sort of to dig in that sort of psychic blade. So that's what his vicious mockery is going to kind of be um, using his sort of religious shaminess on yeah. people. 
And that sort of continues as we get into some of the first level spells. Yes. We've talked about ceremony and pure... I'm sure we can speed a little yeah. through these. We don't have to go through all of them. Um, Bane is that similar idea of a scornful sort of condemnation. Cure Wounds is a very yeah, classic... So he's very helper. He's not... Mm, okay, this is not support, a build yeah. who is going to be doing a ton of damage per no. turn. Um, this is, in fact, more a flavor build, if anything. Yeah, so he's... He, I, I mean, we'll get into the real meat and butter no worries. in a second, but... I'm playing with a bunch of really good players. Mm. Um, my actually, my only real worry, and actually, it's the DM's problem, not mine, is if everybody builds flavor characters, then we're in trouble. But well, um, actually, of then the, the group, game should be more flavor group, based. Yeah, well, I mean, of the group, I know there'll be two, at least two for sure, that create damage dealing, uh, right? A good high output damage dealing duo. So that's great. I can just make sure that I really make help them you know, drop the bombs that they need to drop. So right. something like Bane is fantastic. Um, sure. It really plus helps. The, plus the um, unsettling words from College of Eloquence makes their saves really hard. Yeah. Minus D4, minus D8. And you're a very save-based character as well, so it could really benefit you. Absolutely. As well, um, so theoretically. So a couple things like, yeah, with Bane and unsettling words, I can really nerf somebody's ability to save on stuff. And, mm. uh, yeah. And attack. Um, Especially pick, if you layer Bane and, and then I picked mockery. up Jeez. I picked up Cure Wounds because he wants to sure. pretend that he's a priest. And what a better way to like get people's belief people like, if you you're literally not, magically you're heal I'm someone magically healing you through divine magic. Who else does sure. magic healing? Only magic. Air only quotes. clerics do magic healing, um, which isn't actually true. Uh, what you if can you come to the table and pretend like you're a cleric? I am. I'm my whole plan, unless my party is all listening to this now. Um, I mean, they probably will. But uh, play along. Well, this is yeah. This isn't coming up for a little bit yet, so. Um, so by the time, maybe we'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, play along folks, if you're really listening now. Um, but I actually was even thinking on the D and D beyond campaign mm. thing to create a cleric sort of spoof character, Ooh, like a fake one. Yeah. Uh, and put it up, <laughs> uh, instead. That's funny. So everybody's like, Oh, you made a fifth little cleric. Okay. Um, different spells, different everything like fake name, same picture though. Uh, and, sure. uh, or maybe the same name called like the preacher and then and people would be like oh he made a cleric whatever and then play this one instead right well what were you thinking like life domain or something or i have no idea what my Order fake domain? my fake cleric's going to be hmm. um and then i have huh. like other creepy <laughs> ones like dissonant whispers maybe peace domain right yeah like yeah sure, um, sure. again the similar lines of the the you know yeah, so he's mockery. kind of leaning into the psychic damage sort of thing a little bit. Sure, of, of like, um, of, you know, guilt in pulling on that. I like it. Heroism, you know, in straight, instilling someone with bravery and like, you know, you've got this by the power of the gods or whatever you're calling upon. And then silent image is another sort of one to help with bluffing or deception often. Like help make an illusion come to life, especially as like a display of whatever. Like you could... Like, be like, oh, power of so-and-so, and, like, suddenly, like, golden silks or, like, an, oh, an image of the actual avatar itself appears. It'd be kind of funny. Can prestidigitation make sound? Uh, I don't think so. It can make it can make a sensory effect. A little puff of smoke or a smell it can make or like a, a flavor. Like a, oh, like a singing voice or well, something. Maybe you can hear or a like small a, sound. Like a yeah. small, like, choir in the background. Uh, or A little angel singing. A little cherub oh, voice. Yeah. Or, like, a, a little, like, raining sparks or glowing something, you know, or lights and 
Um, I like it. So yeah, a bit of silent image, a bit of calm emotions. Uh, just because I thought people get a little mad that a little, priest, a little or... priestly moment, you know, of like being able to help somebody through, you know, a moment of not feeling so sure. good, um, whatever. Or um, on the opposite side, crown of madness. Yeah. So <laughs> which is usually a very bad spell, but in this circumstance, so, okay, it's quite so, fun. And again, it sort of says that you end up with like a thorn crown around your head, which somehow kind of works perfectly. Isn't that like a symbolism I'm, for like? Well, I'm actually going to talk to the DM about what some of the religious symbols of oh right 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 the various uh, gods in this campaign might be. And then build it around that, and then see if if we can have it so that, depending which god I've called upon, I can like flavor what the crown looks like. Um, so the, I think the crown has to kind of be there as it, so it kind of is a symbol that everybody can see that this creature's under the power of this god. Mm. Is the idea is that the crown of madness is like you know. I can, you know, the power of this god compels you to become yeah. one of his warriors, and you are like, and basically, I'm gonna, yeah, just instead of trying to get into the fight myself, hopefully, be able to grab a NPC or even one of the, you know, bad guys are attacking us or, you know, whatever, any humanoid I can find, um, and throw them into the fray as my proxy. Yeah, unfortunately, it does take your action to continue the spell every turn, which sure. is why it's but, so but, annoying. But but like I said, if my true. plan is, I'm not getting in the melee. I'm gonna stand back over Just here behind the inspire friends as yeah, a bonus action behind this whatever and, is yeah, yeah, this, yeah. that is safe for me, and then use this puppet of a creature to to get into the fight. Words, yeah. And then yeah, I can use my bonus action for the uh, bonus action. Are you spells. using any of the optional features for Bard? Um, yes. I think I am. Because I know there's some new ones like magical inspiration, things like that, but I'm not sure if you do have them Maybe turned on. Maybe I don't on. have them turned on. Maybe I should go do Maybe that have a look. Right it does also now. expand your bard spell list, so maybe there's some more spells uh, that could be do, fun do, in do, there. Do, do, do. Something to look at. I know some, like, this is an old character we made quite a while ago that we've recently revisited. Yeah, I've sort of been digging it today. out a little bit. Um, also, suggestion, another yeah, great one. Optional class features. For any sort of like convincing people to do things. Fun. I can do custom And then, third level, I them. don't think you've picked any third level spells. I think they're all just, you're just upcasting at that point. Yeah, I'm probably going to just be, be upcasting. Okay. That's I fair. don't think, I sort of like, again, looking through stuff. 5 6 What do Gee, I, sometimes you have to ask yourself, what do I want for my third level spells? Right. I mean, if you're looking through your spell list and. Like, I don't want to just pick one for the sake of picking one, right? Like, it, a lot of it comes down to, hey, what can I, what can I d use here? What's, what's good? Um, but yeah, I can use, I mean, just things like um, bonus action bardic inspirations. Like, throwing that out. If I crown of madness something, get it into the bonus fray. bonus action, inspire someone. Uh, bonus, or, yeah. or what um, you do is you throw action. on, oh, here, you throw on settling words as a bonus action, then action dissonant whisper or something so that it has to subtract a d8 from its save against dissonant yeah whispers. and then it just runs yeah or oh, sorry not dissonant whispers but uh dissonant crown of madness yeah or crown of madness and you've got that's it. what i mean and it's like you make the save against then, crown of madness harder um and then God damn. yeah uh and then i could actually use bardic inspiration to On inspire inspire to, the, sure. the crown of madness creature yeah make its attacks better why not <laughs> compel it to be even better attacker so yeah so you can sort of see like this bard is not your loot carrying 
you know, singing sort of bard. This is a very different type of uh, kind of manipulator, uh, pseudo-religious. So. Especially with suggestion, yeah. Sort of creature. Um, very cool. Yeah, well, that's just it. The um, silver tongue is quite an amazing. Sure, I mean, feet. not only are you an amazing skill, like you have nothing negative. So silver tongue gives you uh, charisma, persuasion, and deception checks uh, that are automatic tens. It's third level. Yeah, it's one of the best features in the game, hands so down. By throwing some expertise on my deceptions in there, that means it's at, fifth at level, level five, yeah, your minimum twenty. Yeah. On any deception so check. I will pass any hard check In automatically. minimum 18 on any religion check. Yeah. Sorry, not religion check. Sorry. It's, it would be My religion. minimum, I guess, 9. I suppose it doesn't apply to religion. I'm just thinking because no. of the expertise. You're right. It's just for my, uh, my persuasion, persuasion is minimum 17, which is also very good. Yeah. Not doesn't apply to religion. Um, but yeah, I don't think the religion was going to come up to be a big problem. For no, me. not at all. It's um, a huge bonus. Still plus 8, which is very good. Yeah. With you, you've got quite a high intelligence for it as well, plus two, for a bard at least. It's quite good. But that's the real cake. So in the op- optional the feature right management here, so what do I turn on? I could turn on additional bard you spells. Can turn, yeah, additional bard spells. What, which spells do you get on that? Do you um, know? Uh, oh, I believe we, we talked about it. In Color the... spray or command? Mm, Command's not bad. Uh, command's actually might be really good. Do you, all right, sell me a it's command. Like you can go kneel, approach, flee. Yeah, but it, it's one turn and then they're done. And then so, they're back to normal. I mean, normal. it's great. That's the first little spell. I'm it's making. a real, like, all right, power uh, move. I mean, again, it, would you rather about, have it over any aid? of these spells? What's aid you know? do? Uh, aid increases the maximum hit points of friends. Yeah. Uh, enlarge, reduce doesn't really fit. Mirror image, mm. uh, intellect fortress at third level protects you from charming effects or mm. I suppose mind effects. Mass okay. healing word, that's kind of cool. That's I mean, yeah, very I suppose like it, it's very it's masses. very clericky. Um, if you want to follow that, if theme. I want to pick up that, but you know, try to figure out which other spell to dump instead. But um, so, would you rather have heroism or command? I think heroism again. The thing is, heroism is concentration. Would you rather be concentrating on Bane or Crown of Madness or Suggestion yeah. instead? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I um, command. I don't believe is concentration. Hmm. Well, I think command's a one. It's only a one turn. I know it's thing, a one though. turn thing, but still, that's a whole turn, and enemies not doing anything. You know. I suppose. Or a whole turn, you've gotten them to drop whatever they're holding, come towards you. Can, can you say, um, close your eyes? Hey. I know it's supposed to be one word, but I always find that's a little bit... Uh, I mean, it, it I mean, it should be a simple command rather than a single... A single word's such a... Yeah. I don't know, it feels so very Gygaxian. It's very old D&D. Like, hey, if you can figure out a way and say it in one word... Could you say, forget? I mean, do you just say, blind... Blind. Um, or do you like do the action of like close and then put your hands over your eyes quickly? You know, do you think they? Or, or, you say, or maybe or do you, say, do you say? Or do we just have to dig out the thesaurus? Do we have to just ooh, go and this like you do. find whichever? You say this is the cheat. You go copy and then you do any action, and it must copy what you just did. Yeah, but then you can't see either. I guess. I guess. Uh, my idea on that would simply be if, if the creature suddenly can't see, then everybody's an unseen attacker and gets advantage on Sure. Them. Why not? <laughs> unsee. I mean, is it worth it? I mean, unsee. Unsee. 
Um, so magical inspiration is the second level bard feature. Uh, if a creature has a bardic inspiration die from me and casts a spell that restores hit points or deals damage, that creature can roll that die and choose a target affected a target affected by the spell. Add the number rolled as a bonus to the hit points or the damage. So if someone heals someone else, like there's a real cleric nearby, <laughs> for instance, uh, you can make their healing better. So essentially you boost all spellcasters near you if you choose to give them inspiration. It's a way to make it so spellcasters feel a little more improved or bolstered by your inspiration rather than just melee or ranged people who make attacks. Kind of cool, though. Or again, you've got your unsettling words, alternatively. And remember, you only have four, but it's per short rest, so there's a chance you get them back. So if I was concentrating on heroism, could I, like, as a bonus action every turn, throw bardic inspiration on somebody? Sure, and you can cast spells as your action. Not con concentration doesn't mean you have to spend your action to keep it up. That's a specifically a feature oh, right, of right, Crown but of you're, Madness. I thought you were saying, oh yeah, Crown of Madness, I have to use that every turn. You have to but, use your action every turn to keep So I can still cast other spells. Yeah, absolutely. I can still cantrip the heck out of them with some... Well, with Vicious Mockery, I can sure. still mock the heck out of everybody. Absolutely. Or, or, ooh, that's really toxic. If you Crown of Madness and constantly you're mocking them for failing at being able to hit things or do what's like the god would want them to do, you know? So I've given you this blessing and you're wasting it. So we're you're like slightly, ki them slightly killing the thing that you're putting the crown of madness on. Is that what you're saying? Sure. Why not? If I do damage to something while I've got crown of madness on it, does it like lose its like hmm. effect? I don't think so. But they can repeat saves with, with they can repeat wisdom saves. Uh, it must use its action before moving on each of its turn and make a melee attack against a creature other than itself. Uh, that I can choose. It acts normally if you choose no creature or if none are within its reach. Uh, you must use your action to maintain control of the target or the spell it's ends. It's not a great spell. Also, it's the target makes a wisdom saving throw at the end of each of its turn and I success the spell There's repeated saves. It's really finicky in some situations and really not worth it because you're I... wasting your turn. Like, you better hope... I the thing you control is like a really strong creature because then it becomes worth it. If the output, oh, it's, it has to be a humanoid as well. It can't be like a beast or something like that. Remember, there's got to be a person. You're there's got to be something that continues to fail. It's wisdom saving. Sure, throw. sure. Um, which against me, I mean, I'm going to have, I think, a plus. Okay, I've got a save DC of 15. 15. It's true, but again, if you keep tacking on a unsettling words against this thing, yeah. you're wasting your, not wasting, but you're burning your your inspiration dice, but you're making it harder for it to succeed. Um, is unsettling word inspiration dice? It is. It's your special eloquence one. Uh, most subclasses get an extra use of what they can do with their bardic inspiration, and eloquence bards can use it to put it on a creature... Much like the curse idea I had for the College of Dirge, and the creature that you know is affected with it must subtract before the start of your so next turn. Is that turn. a D six? It's then? a D eight. Your yeah. inspiration die is a D eight. At level five. At level five, it becomes a D eight. Right. So, right. So it's fifteen plus a D eight is essentially my D my save DC then if I sure. keep using this on a Crown of Madness creature. That's right. And if it's a fairly tough creature, hopefully well, a not tough too humanoid fairly tough humanoid that's not too wise well that could still be it could be orcs that could be 
What could be? I mean, many, many things you could face. Um, I mean, having another, like turning one of the enemies onto your side, suddenly action economy can really be in your favor. Yeah. That's like too... Well, if they're a big beefy fighter sure. of some sort that we're up against, like if we're talking about, you know, Absolutely. this is a town that's full of humans and things. I mean, um, this spell works great against a Yasha who's very prone to Not being so good against control. elves though, right? Uh, no, if they're immune to being charmed, this does not work. So bad, don't use this don't on elves. Don't shoot elves. Stay away from the fae. Yeah. It kind of is a fey spell in many ways. Hmm. Um, that's an interesting combo move. So that, on average, a D8 is going to give me, well, it's, you know, low ball, let's say plus four. Mm. So that's a, a save DC of 19. Yeah. Sure. Um, that's not bad. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is that a concentration spell, or do I just have to use it every turn? It's concentration, and you must right. use so your I action can't, every turn. So I can't put Bane up as well. No. If you get hit, it ends as well. There's a chance of it ending well, as yeah. well. But, but the whole point of using this is that I'm staying far away from It's a trouble. very finicky spell. Almost as finicky as Witch Bolt. All right. It should be fun to try. Yeah. What I recommend, if you can't pull that off, is just throwing down a Bane and your Unsettling Words, which will subtract a D4 and a D8. Let's say, let's even lowball the Bane. That's an average then of minus 10, or sorry, minus 6 to each of their rolls. Like, that's, most people will be pretty happy with a, you know, putting a minus 6 penalty on all the DM's saves. Like, seriously. If you can then, like, combo that with, like, your, say you're throwing Vicious Mockeries, like, or even better, you're throwing Dissonant Whispers, that's, like, save DC pretty much 21 on average if, the, if you're the other creatures rolling pretty bad for their penalties i mean theoretically to a maximum of minus 12 which you know again if they have a fairly good wisdom save you're probably not going to be able to beat a minus 12 penalty to anything you're going to need to roll very very high you need to okay let's say they even roll a natural 20 they would still fail unless they had a plus seven bonus damn kind of cool that sounds very cool to me you can drop big dissonant whispers with 5d6, things like that. Or use your turn to inspire other people. This character is really about staying out of the fray, keeping up concentration spells, and, you know, boosting their allies or debuffing foes, which is kind of really still the core of what yeah, bards I are mean, supposed to do. To be honest, at the end of the day. I, I mean, I haven't really picked equipment much yet, but I'm like, a dagger? Everybody's got a dagger, right? Sure, I mean, sure. You got to carry a and little bit of self-defense. You can hide daggers. Yeah, yeah. This dagger would be like hidden and like, you've, you've somewhere good, for sure. You've got okay sleight of hand. I mean, um, Jack of all trades makes everything fairly yeah. okay. Um, and I would say that, uh, again, I haven't chosen any armor no, at this no. point. You've still um, got AC. Well, you've got studded leather. Do I have studded leather? I don't know oh, how you yeah. got studded leather. I think we just said you had studded leather. We used your gold maybe at the beginning. We used gold instead of starting equipment. Maybe. I mean, because, I mean, they're allowed... Bards are allowed light armor, right? So Yes, it's the best light armor you can get. Right. Um, and since we're in a high magic environment, I don't know. I might be trying to talk the DM into... Um, I, what I'd really like is... Um, what's it called? The, uh, you know, the cloak, the clothes that can change... Shift weave? Shift weave. Because you can have like a set... Is it shift weave that lets you have the, the f a few different outfits? Why would why not just pick any number of outfits and then create your own list? Well, I'm just saying it has a. I think in the magic item itself, there's, it there's says, one. I believe one of them is like the worst version, which only has five, and another one is the better version, which literally can be anything. Unlimited. I mean, a, is it a common is, item? 
I believe artificers can make it, so it make it makes me inclined to think it's probably common. Here, let's quickly I'm having investigate. A quick, I'm just thinking through this magic up. items. It's uh, cloak of many fashions, maybe. I know there's cloak of many fashions and shift weave. Uh, so while wearing this cloak, you can as a bonus action change the style, color, apparently of the garment. It's just the cloak that changes, but that's almost enough. Oh yeah, shift weave um, is the worst one. Uh, where the cloak can't shift be anything can only but do a five. cloak. Oh, Although really? it can duplicate the appearance of other magical cloaks. Oh. But that might still be enough. All I was oh, going to suggest... Maybe Shiftweave is better, All though. I was sort of su going to suggest with the Cloak of Many Fashions, or whether you're Shiftweave... Shiftweave is one or the other way. It's Eberron, but it's specifically um, five. To sort of say, look, I want... I want um, basically the religious like cloak of the different priests from around town. And maybe the cloak... This is a perfect cloak for it. Cloak of Many Fashions... Mm. You can very quickly, with a quick shake of it, change from you know one religion to another. And then, know? as you also turn around, yeah, the, and the symbol, the symbol as well. Maybe disguise kids. There's any other like little uh, you know bits and pieces. Whether he needs a collar for one, or whether he needs special little like other things, he can very quickly maybe sort of dress it up a bit as well, depending which one he needed. I don't know. Just a thought. Trying to think a little bit of sure. ways that. You know, you can lean into, like yeah, just lean into a little bit of the, uh, the shifty nature of this guy, um, which again, the, the whole party is going to discover and become aware of his really mm. quickly. Uh, you know, the first time this sort of happens, um, unless he like does a Superman thing maybe and right. ducks into like a, a phone booth or an alleyway or whatever and does a little quickly. quick change. And uh, changes the cloak. Yeah. I mean, disguise self wouldn't be too bad, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not super useful, but yeah. I think just, you know, if you're a recognizable face within town. <laughs> well, maybe it's also maybe a disguise kit would work better. Yeah. Maybe, a, you know, the old Clark Kent, oh, you had a pair of glasses and something people don't recognize you. Add a little fake mustache, add a little, like, you know. Or, you know, some, I mean, you can do a lot with prosthetics. I mean, I would consider <laughs> picking up. I would consider picking up Disguise Self. Uh, maybe. Or I wonder if I should... Or the Invocation Mask of Many Faces. I wonder if I should go back and have a little look at my tools and things as well. Yeah, maybe. Like it, it's funny because, like, you know, bards are given, obviously, a ton of... of instruments. Of instruments. Which, again, for College of Eloquence, who cares? Like, yeah. do I need bagpipes? Do I need I mean, drums? I think uh, the fun thing about College of Eloquence is you could be, like, sort of, like, lyric, more lyricist than you are like instrument player in some ways yeah yeah i mean we could do hymns sure why not uh we can sing for sure um could do that uh but yeah i really think it's much more about the spoken word yeah um and essentially i guess that's that's kind of this character in a that's nutshell character, yeah uh you know he's he's gonna pretend to be a cleric yeah and yeah, hopefully I won't end up in melee too much. Um, <laughs> you know, bards are okay in melee; like they're not terrible. You know, he's he doesn't have the most hit points or the best AC, and cause he's not d dealing out massive damage. But um, but yeah, we can we can be creative with our spell casting, and uh, I think really he's just gonna be about buffing others and messing with uh, baddies and. Um, he's got suggestion, which could be fun as a spell also. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's a little bit better than command. Yeah, you're right. It is essentially a command that's a bit better. Yeah. That, like, I mean, let's use a couple sentences. I mean, again, it is concentration, which is not amazing. But again, you unsettling word someone and then suggest them. I mean, in, if you want to appease the god, I suggest you take this course of action. Yeah. And you know, or like, here's what I suggest you do for penance or for whatever, you know? Like, And it could be yeah. a very difficult wisdom check suddenly for them. Yeah. Uh, if you're adding that D8 to it, uh, that can really make a big difference. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be cool. that's gonna be the technique to use, I think, with this with this build is that combination unsettling words and Weird, then the save stuff and, and you've got a lot of same then, spells yeah, well there are a lot of charms there are yeah. a lot of charms basically there if i look down the list here they're like it's all like okay so charisma uh, bane's a charisma save yeah but dissonant whispers and suggestion all your other ones are kind of wisdom, wisdom besides crown kind of madness is wisdom but it's all uh, charisma or wisdom saves except for light i guess but <laughs> cares <laughs> you're just glowing a little somebody's bit somebody's got a deck save my light glowing them honestly um, it was really clutch in my invisible encounter where someone who could see the invisible creature put a light spell yeah on them and suddenly that's like fairy fire for now one. there's a beam a free, glowing like i'm right over here no marker. spell slot free like sure you can't see the exact creature but you know where they are now it's enough that you can shoot them yeah for sure or yeah. hit them with a stick or whatever or not doing. automatically miss yeah uh, so you, yeah, you'll still have what I guess disadvantage on attack, sure. maybe. But um, although you can just swing for the light, so I suppose. Again, but there might be a shield there or oh, armor yeah, or whatever, right? Anyway, so this is uh, this is the preacher. Uh, I hope that a little piece of inspiration there to help you sort of break out of your typical bard trope. Mm. Um, I don't think he's going to be seducing anybody no, in this build uh please don't seduce people with your bards i think we need to move. it's 2021 we need to be more woke we need to be let's more get get over get over that whole yeah. meme already people that's that's not what bards are, are for clearly they're for they're for deceiving people and making their lives miserable. y'all know that's if you want to play that kind of bard go college of glamour for what no, I'm kidding. For what College of Glamour Bards do? It's kind of like just like fey charming. You can like sing or perform and suddenly everyone like speaks oh, glowingly like, of you. It's like the pop star. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you're like a K-pop star. Sure. I mean. BTS all the way. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you'll get like a McDonald's package Deal. meal. Yeah. Yeah, that's this is that's going to mark this in time and history. People are going to look back and go, oh, oh. Oh, that was when that, that was, was happening? That was when that was happening? Oh, God, I shouldn't yeah, have said yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Or in years from now, people are like, "What was that?" Never mind. They spoke of our BTS overlords in such a manner. Yeah, by the point. Or I mean, people have no idea who they are anymore by then. Yeah. Uh, poor BTS. Okay, folks, uh, we will end on that Korean bombshell, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.